Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello Trojan fans, welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Saturday. It is game day for USC and Arkansas State. And we got a special show for you. We're going to preview Arkansas State with Jeff Reed, who's the editor over at astatenation.com. So we're going to get to all of that. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you have any questions, you can send us an email, podcast at uscfootball.com. A couple ways to leave us a voicemail, 641-715-3900 and then extension 816-646 or go to our website, peristylepodcast.com. Click on the left side of the page, and you can leave a voicemail there. Of course, please uh, subscribe to our to our site on iTunes, iTunes.com slash Peristyle Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate that. And wanted to bring in Jeff Reed. So he's the editor of astatenation.com. They are part of the Scout.com network covering the Red Wolves. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm uh, honored to be a guest. You know, we've been doing this podcast back since 2008, Jeff, and we haven't done a lot of the game kind of previews, but I wanted to do more. We've kind of changed our format over the last few months or so. So we're doing multiple shows a week, uh, different days. Um, so, you know, game day in Los Angeles, we wanted to get you on and kind of talk about uh, Arkansas State. Not a lot of USC fans are very familiar with that. And USC opens with Arkansas State followed by Idaho. Idaho's really not a good team. But for people who don't know, I mean, Arkansas State's had some major coaches of, you know, a, a record-setting offense that's coming back. Uh, what can USC fans kind of expect to see uh, when Arkansas State visits the Coliseum? I think, uh, of course, I'm speaking somewhat biased. I am an Arkansas State alum. But I, I kind of feel like uh, A-State is one of the better group of five uh, schools and programs. And a lot of this has happened really in the last five years. You talk about the coaches that we've had, and we've gained a lot of notoriety. Uh, for having last year's fifth-year seniors were the group that had five head coaches in five seasons. And what's phenomenal about that is the last four of those seasons, we still went to bowl games. Uh, had two conference championships, had three, excuse me, three conference championships. And it was just, uh, it's been a pretty magical run. The program in the 1990s was absolutely atrocious. Uh, one or two wins a year. The, Brought in a guy in 2001 named Steve Roberts who kind of elevated the program to a situation where it was competitive. Uh, five, a lot of five and five, six, five and seven, six and six like that. And then he, after two straight four and eight seasons, uh, Hugh Freeze, who's now at Ole Miss, was his offensive coordinator. And it's kind of interesting. There's a California connection there. A.S. State had hired Todd Helton as the offensive coordinator. And after two months, he leads, not Todd Helton, that's the baseball player. Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Uh, Helton. And uh, he leaves to go to SC, and we hire Hugh Freeze to come in to be the offensive coordinator. Hugh was a Memphis area guy, which is about 70 miles from Jonesboro, and he had gone to uh, San Jose State and been quite mixed, so opportunities and everything just fell into place. He comes back to uh, – to A State and has a great offensive year, uh, and the, but the team's four and eight, so they decide to make a change. They promote Hugh. Uh, we win ten games, win a conference championship, 
he gets the Ole Miss job. Then the next year, we hire Gus Malzahn, and he comes in and wins 10 games and gets the Auburn job. <laughs> and then we bring Brian Harson in, and Brian only won seven, but he still got shared the conference title. And Boise opened up, and he's a Boise guy, so he goes there. So then we bring in uh, Blake Anderson, who's coached at, uh, I guess, as far west as he's been in New Mexico. And he, but a lot, most of his time has been in the southeast United States, and he's a, kind of a Texan. He's got Texas roots too. And we go seven and five last year, which was pretty much about as good as we could expect it because all the attrition has led to a lot of deficiencies on the team, especially in the offensive and defensive lines. So we go there with seven and five. We get into the bowl game, and we probably get the worst possible bowl matchup we could have in Toledo because Toledo had five fifth-year seniors offensive linemen that they just ran the ball down your throat. And we, and one of the more entertaining quotes around here is our defensive coordinator, a guy named Joe Coffin, who's kind of tells it like it is, said at the end of last year, we could our rushing attack, our defensive against the run couldn't stop a hard-charging marching band. <laughs> and so we did that. And But despite of all the changes, uh, we maintained some continuity of, of winning. And we expect this to be another good season, too. We, The defensive line issues were addressed uh, in recruiting. They brought in two JUCO guys and got a transfer from UA Birmingham. And uh, offensive line, they brought some guys in. And that's probably going to be the key to our season is how they perform. And obviously, they've got a huge challenge first night out against uh, a very talented Southern Cal team. Yeah, and uh, so I'm glad you gave the kind of overview of the uh, the coaching tree there because it's it's been extremely impressive. All these big names have come through, uh, you know, Arkansas State, and now you get some continuity, you know, with Blake Anderson kind of coming back, yeah. and and maybe talk about the offense a little bit because I mean, set all kinds of records last year. A lot of guys returning. I mean, this is a team that can put yeah. up a lot of points. Now uh, the. Uh Average fan will look at it and they'll say, okay, you got your quarterback back, you got your best running back back, you got your tight end back, you got all these great receivers back, and when we do, and they're all nice, very nice players. But at the same time, it's that what is that offensive line going to do to allow them to do things? And, uh, but there are, there are some really, really, really nice pieces. Uh, Freddie Knighton is probably one of the, uh, best quarterbacks in school history. He's very explosive. He's very fast. He's probably as dangerous, more dangerous with his feet than he is his arm, and he's throwing the ball better. Michael Gordon is a is a running back that can go 60-65. Uh, uh, Darian Griswold is a tight end that uh, was a high school quarterback and actually played on our basketball team as a redshirt freshman. Uh, he's a big guy, probably drafted in the NFL. Uh, then we've got some receivers that are that are very talented. Our A-back, J.D. McKissick, was a freshman All-American. He well, he was really slowed last year by injury, but he's back and healthy this year. He's a he's a game-breaker, and I mean, he played really well against Mizzou two years ago, and that's kind of when I realized this guy this guy's a cut above. So, But the offense will play fast. I mean, they boom, boom, boom. It's like the only thing that holds this team back or slows this down is it's how quickly the officials set the ball. Wow! You know, because that—that's what, and that's—and they try to play as many, run as many plays as they can, and and wear a defensive down and get a defense. You know, defense cannot substitute till we substitute. You know, 
on offense. So and then you try to create mismatches, and and there will be some big play. And I don't know if that happens Saturday. Hopefully, it does for our from our point of view. But it's going to be it's going to be a it's it, I don't know if there's anybody out west uh, that runs the offense quite like this. I mean, it's like and our teams are in phenomenal shape. I mean, they work their tails off to to be ready to play at this pace. You know, and hoping that's part of the game plan is to try to get a team that's not ready and used to playing at that pace. You know, it's going to be interesting because USC's kind of done the same thing the second year under Steve Sarkeesian. They, last year they ran like against Fresno State in the opener, they ran, I think, 104 plays or something. And, um, they, but then other times they would slow it down a lot. And I think with the sanctions being over, the depth is better for USC now. I think it would have been a different game had Arkansas State played USC last year. I think they're both going to try to run at that breakneck pace. And so it, it should be a fun night. I mean, it's going to be late. Uh, for everyone back in, you know, East Coast time or Central time, of course, but, you know, yeah. with the game starting at have, 8, we, 8 p.m. But, we have a 10 o'clock kickoff here, but, yeah. you know, it, it's, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to Malzahn's first game uh, three years ago. We went to Oregon and opened the season. Okay. And, uh, so we, we, we were used to, we've done that before, and there are some guys that were part of that team. Uh, I believe uh, Greg Knighton was a freshman that played some that night against Oregon. And that wound up like a 57, 30-something game, you know, but it, it wasn't that close. Or That was a really nice Oregon team that that uh, jumped on us pretty bad in the first half, and Chip Kelly was very kind. <laughs> he called <laughs> off the dogs. Called uh, off the dogs. And, we were, and we, of course, we, we, we were a lot better towards the end of the year, too, and we were able to get some offense going. But it was a, um, it was a learning experience, and hopefully, you know, we, we do better this time. The, uh, on the defensive side, you talked about some of the defensive line woes from last year, but addressed with, you know, some JC guys and a transfer. What about the, I mean, maybe talk about that in the rest of the defense and what kind of USC fans can expect to see from the Red Wolves there? Well, it's, it's pretty much going to be a four man front, uh, with, with two linebackers and then four deep backs and then kind of a nickel monster wolf, whatever you want to call him, kind of a hybrid linebacker, uh, back guy. So uh, the two ends are very talented guys. Chris Stone is a uh, fifth-year senior, all-conference player. On the other end is a kid named Javon Jones that was a freshman All-American, uh, great pass rusher. And then interior, which is where we really had issues last year, uh, we brought in a 320-pound kid, kid from uh, New Mexico Junior College, uh, Waylon Roberson. Uh, we brought in a 300-pound defensive lineman from a school in Kansas. And then we've got a transfer from UA Birmingham, who's another 320-pound guy. They're going to kind of help clog up the middle. I mean, we were playing we were playing freshmen and redshirt freshmen and walk-ons in those spots last year. And it really it really started to show toward the end of the year. And But linebacker, our, our best linebacker is suspended for this game. A kid named Xavier Woodson can really run. Uh, makes plays everywhere, but he he's had some. He, well, he ran into an issue with the uh, in the GoDaddy Bowl last year where he was suspended for a half, and he had some other things come up. So he will miss this week, and he will miss the Missouri game next week. Uh, secondary, Rocky Hayes is a cornerback that uh, has big playability. You might also see him run some offense, or or maybe even the kick return game. Uh, Blaze Taylor is our other cornerback. He's just son of Coach Trooper Taylor. He's great in the punt return game, uh, but this is their first time to uh, 
just you know, for his first start, uh, or in that position, yeah, obviously his first start for the corners from last year. Safeties, we got a couple of Juco guys back there. Uh, of interest, one of our monster wolf nickelback guys is Money Hunter, who is the son of the baseball player uh, Tory Hunter. Oh, okay. Tory's in Arkansas, and he's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and of course, he lives in the Arlington, I mean, in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we got money. I think his real name is like Montavious or, or is something really long that starts with an M. I can't even remember what it is. But <laughs> he just goes by money, and uh, he, he plays a lot. So our depth situation is better uh, than it was last year, and hopefully that really helps. If we can stop some people, or the offense will score points. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about, teams that we play that are more close to our level. Obviously, we're outmanned pretty much against a USC team that, you know, that's ranked eighth in the country. Uh, then we could talk about the special teams a little bit. I know there were some kind of kicking woes from last year. Anything settled there? Or what what can uh, people expect well, from the special teams? I'll tell you this much. When we kick a field goal, everybody in the, in the stands, I think, hides their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it, it was a uh, it was a mystery last year. We had no idea what, and we wound up. I mean, we, at times there were extra points were issues. Now I kind of think a lot of the problems were were snap issues, you know, and I think that contributed to it. Uh, our kicking situation, place kicking, is still I think somewhat undecided. Coach Anderson said that we're going to compete all week. He kept running a couple of JUCO guys. Our punter is a guy named Luke Ferguson. He's a hometown kid from there in Jonesboro. He does a, a very good job. He'll also do kickoff. He will probably kick long field goals, too. But he he was the field goal kicker last year, and I think a lot of it is just the strain of doing all of it, you know, and the bad snaps and different things kind of uh, contributed to problems there. But, uh, but we got a chance, uh, hopefully, to be better. Uh, they tried to bring in a kid that, that they thought was going to be able to kick this year, but he was attended some school that he didn't tell them about, and then they got here and got the checking. Well, he's got to sit out the year. Uh. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But our kick game is, is pretty good. Extra points and PAT, it, it's got to be better if we're going to make, uh, you know, if we're going to make a, a step to the next level this year. Uh, Jeff Reed is the editor of A-State Nation. You can go to astatenation.com. It's part of the scout.com network you can follow him on twitter at a state nation and the red wolves are actually predicted to to win the Sun Belt conference they got some tough out of conference games of course usc and, and mentioned missouri uh but jeff we really appreciate you coming on just to give usc fans kind of a a feel for what they can expect saturday night in the coliseum hopefully it'll be a very entertaining night i think it will i think it, i mean like you said with both teams i think are going to try to run up tempo and it should be a lot of fun i mean there could be some big plays there could be some turnovers i think i think to open the college football season we'll see an entertaining game well it, the one thing about our coaching staff they're a confident bunch and last year we played miami and tennessee uh they do not change their philosophy based upon who we're playing we will play the same style against USC that we will play in November or October when Idaho comes to town. Yeah, I mean that that's that's how we play football. So, and we'll probably be a lot more successful against Idaho than we will against USC. <laughs> but uh, but hopefully you know we they'll show up. And one of our coaches 
told the team, said, if you don't, if you're not going out there to win, then don't get on the bus yeah. with me. You know, so, and, and athletes are confident. They all think they can win, you know. So we'll see what happens. It's definitely a dangerous team for USC. So openers, we never know what's going to happen. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on the program and uh, sharing all your insight. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for coming on. And everyone else, you've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.